gentlemen, the Super Mario Brothers movie by Illumination and Nintendo, a joint effort in course production by Universal Pictures. It's finally here. Like, I don't know what I'm rambling on about. Like, it's finally here. Like, it was the thing that we talked about on the internet for gosh knows how long, and now we've seen it, and uh, we're going to give you our thoughts on it. This is a very unique uh, Doc Soul cast episode. Welcome, everybody. How's it going over there? Welcome, everyone. Alrighty. I'm so glad you, you didn't start off telling us the weather again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's only when I'm feeling a little, you know... A little out of it. I just need to kind of warm myself up, you know? On today's forecast, you're about to get our true thoughts of the Super Mario movie. That is correct, with a little bit of a chance of, uh, I don't know. <laughs> pizza? Pizza. Well, yeah. we did get pizza today. We, we, we did have pizza. Yes. <laughs> Full bellies. A pizza, as you say. Yeah, no, so today we'll talk about the Mario film. Um, we'll give you our thoughts and opinions, kind of like our unique um, review system on this again at the end of the day your opinion is what matters so if you like something or you like the film then great if you don't like it that's fine too um i know critics are giving it a very bad rap but it's got a cinema score of a yep so a for awesome it's and got a meta score i think it's like 98 percent right now uh on uh, from the audience score so. at the end of the day man critics are whack like they're going into this thinking that it's like gonna be the next you know, Oscar nominated film, which it's not, let's be it's real. Not. It's not. So, it's not. um, I don't really know what, I mean, I know exactly what their complaints were, but we'll break down ours thoughts. And like I said, it's gonna give you the perspective. on. Yeah. That. So to break it down the first 20 minutes, we're going to, or so give or take, we're going to really focus on, of course, the things you need to know. Um, what spoiler can, free, by the way, Yeah, spoiler free, the first 20, 30 minutes ish or so, we'll see how far we go. But the first portion um, it's going to be a spoiler-free, everything that you need to know um, dump on this movie, um, as well as just kind of, you know, our light thoughts, of course, before we get into the spoiler territory. And we'll give you a heads up before we get into that route, so that way you can be aware of when you want to drop out if you haven't seen it yet or if you just want to avoid it altogether. Um, but yeah, guys, this is it. It's here. It dropped at the time of this recording yesterday, and uh, I've seen it three times. <laughs> already yeah you got a lot of time on your hand man hey you know what that's okay yeah. i plan to see it a couple <laughs> times too i want to go see it on imax i didn't uh, see it on imax we so. don't say let's wait we say let's go yeah because uh that's it the movie's here and i and honestly dude a movie like this has always been something that's really just been on the you know, in the back of my mind my imagination as a kid um getting to where i am now um, it's just, it feels like Mario's come full circle. He's a, he's a Hollywood star now. I mean, technically he had his 93 outing, but we don't talk about that one today. That's not, that's not the Mario movie we're talking about today. I will. No, mm, you yep. will. Yep. I got some special, uh, to talk about that movie. Um, <laughs> it's going to be, uh, a special again in the spoiler section of it. So if you're curious as to what I'm hinting at, all right. Listen all the way through. Look, I, that movie, 93 Mario movie, was... Hey, you a, don't got to talk about it because I'm a fan No, 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 no. I'm just going to say... I'll, I'll just say it real quick. It's a guilty pleasure of mine because I do enjoy watching it for what it's worth. But, you know, your perspective on it is different from mine, of course, because that was just a generational um, yep. difference, of yep. course. But, uh, 
Yeah. Let's get right into it. So, right. um, Super Mario Brothers um, directed and produced, um, well, no, produced, I should say, um, by Shigeru Miyamoto and Chris Melodandri from Illumination Studios. The directors are actually worked also on Teen Titans Go, if I'm not mistaken, right? What, yeah. you, it looks like you have that pulled up there. Who is it again? I apologize. I don't want to. Uh, Aaron Horvat and Michael Jelanek. Jelanek. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully yeah. I said that right. No, I I couldn't have pronounced it better myself. I honestly, <laughs> I butcher names. Um, but they worked on Teen Titans Go, and now they have worked on this movie here. Um, this movie has been in production or kind of like in the, um, I guess, the concept stage for a long time now. Because they announced, Universal and Nintendo announced their partnership for the theme park, um, parks, I should say. Um, quite a few years ago, I want to say 2014 or 15. So this movie is with, you know, no exception to that was probably definitely in the planning stage along with those parks as well. So to kind of see it here in, you know, full fruition available to everybody to see, it's pretty crazy, but, um, it's Mario. So like, what do you really expect of a game that's designed to be, Point A to point B, jump to the flagpole, rescue the princess. How do you turn that into a 90-minute plot? Um, it's pretty uh, straightforward, wouldn't you say? Yeah, as far as the synopsis of the film of what to expect in general is just, hey, you got this big villain, Bowser, that just wants to rule everything um, until the day that two uh, Brothers happen to come across a way to teleport or transport or warp to another world or the dimension. And um, they meet some other characters. They say, hey, this is our problem. You know, we got to figure this out. Yep. And they work together. I mean, it's without giving anything away. I mean, that's pretty much like the most vaguest way you can say what this movie's about. And despite the, um, <clears throat> I mean, pretty much well said on your part, but I mean, despite the amount of little detail that we're giving away um, of the plot, there is not much to go about with oh. it. But but that being said, though, the movie still executed very, very well, um, in my honest opinion, from the the visuals to the portrayal of um these characters um giving them a narrative giving them a story um background something to um attach and cling on to beyond the um it's a me mario and ev- and everybody else right so um for what they've come up with um i'm thoroughly surprised but also not at the same time it was just a smiles all the way through from start to finish um beginning to end for me on that one so yeah, it was. It's it's a fun movie for sure. Mm. If you're going, um, so going into like getting a little more in depth because we'll start into our little breaking down our thoughts. Yep. Um, right. So the first section to kind of review on or talk about is the story. Yep. And this story is really straightforward. Like the moment it starts to the moment it ends, it's just there isn't a lot of character development. Um, you get snippets of things here and there, um, but if you're going, if you're wanting to see a Mario movie that is fully like going to give you a life lesson at some point or some morality thing, like you see in most like Disney movies, I would say, like Up and stuff, where it, it's entertaining for kids, but at the same time, like there's a lot of like reflection for it as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario, it's literally they go into it just having fun. And it is clearly meant to be a kid's movie. So there's not a lot of like dull moments or slow moments 
because again, it's for kids. You got to be fast paced. You got to just go through it. You know, they're going to be impatient. Um, and when I went to go see it, there was a lot of kids in my theater and man, they were like super pumped and jazz. So, um, the story is great. I think for what they have to work with, um, as far as like which area they wanted to go with the Mario, uh, story. I think it's good to kind of establish some quick things. Who yeah. Mario Bros are, Peach, Toad, Bowser, um, the Kongs, you know, Donkey Kong in them. So, again, they don't give you, like, it's not an origin. You're not going to sit there and spend two hours figuring out, you know, like Tony Stark's way of being a, this and having a change of heart and then building his whole armor and all that. It's nothing like that. It's really just, like, they go into the, they expect you to go into knowing who Mario is already. Right. Like, and, and even though you know who Mario is already, there's pieces of Mario and friends, in this case, the rest of the cast, that you begin to realize, oh, so there's more than, well, I'm not trying to quote Transformers here, but more than meets the eye. Meets the eye. <laughs> more than meets the eye with these characters. Like, you you see that Mario is a, um, a very courageous but brave, you know, older brother um, who cares about his brother so much and when when circumstances um go against their favor and bring them apart um the characters of each of them really begin to show how much their bond is so strong and how they utilize that to you know propel through the story forward even that much further so this is is why i know this this is gonna be an interesting good episode yeah (laughs) because i get that yes but there wasn't enough for me Okay. There wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And this is why I think a lot of the other people that are watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I got to, I, I always got to reset my mindset in this film that it's a fun kids movie. Right. Like as long as I keep that expectation, I will not be sad whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But if I want more, like it's, it, it's very little, they do very little. They give you enough to kind of get the gist of it. And the rest is just assumption. But the problem that I the, the problem that I have, which is a good problem, and it's also a problem for you, and it's a good problem, is that we have all the extensive knowledge of Mario and Luigi that. from games and everything. So to us, it's great. If you don't know anything about Mario, like you get the idea, but it, it doesn't like really invoke the emotion. Doesn't really invoke the like, oh, if I'm, am I willing, you know, to die for someone, mm-hmm. you know, my brother? You know, that's right. the kind of stuff there. Um, Real quick, just so that way we can have something so you guys can have some to kind of gauge it. So we're going to use a star system because why not superstars, right? Yep. Um, five stars out of uh, zero. Five stars being that's how much we love the movie. So with story, um, then acting, in this case uh, voice performance, then visual score, and then kind of like our side notes that kind of make or break, we'll rank it each a star, or zero, st- either no star, half a star, or a full star. So for story, now that I set that up, should have done that earlier. For story, I give it half star. I give it half star too. Um, and but keep in mind that saying half star doesn't mean it's bad. It's actually still very very good um, for what it's worth. I mean, I think you have to really consider that Mario games really don't go and strive for a really strong narrative. I mean, the closest thing we've ever gotten, I guess, to a somewhat in depth story may have been between Mario Sunshine and Galaxy because they have cutscenes, you know, whereas the the rest are just, and, and, and maybe a little bit of Odyssey, but then again, it's, hey, it's so paper thin. I'm going to drop an early... Oh, no. Blue ah! show. 
Early blue show. It's my hot takes. <laughs> the chemistry of the brothers that they did in the 93 film is way better than this movie. Shut up. 100%. Shut up. I'm not even being like arrogant or any way. If you really watch the 93, and again, early because I have a lot more to talk about, the chemistry that they create. Granted, that's a totally different Luigi that you see in the live and action. And a very different Mario, uh, too. Well, the whole movie's different, but yeah. I'm talking about in the essence of it. At the Again, I don't want to get too much into it because I want to save this part when we talk later, but I will just sprinkle it for now. The chemistry in the 93 film, Mario and Luigi, is way better than this one. Like, I believe, I believe them more in terms of the wanting to protect your brother and all that stuff um, in that film than in this film. Well, you have to understand, too, like, 93 Mario Brothers movie was made on the foundation of almost nothing. Like, character, like, oh, I know. And we'll get, and, yeah, we'll, yeah. and we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, but, no, but, no, noted on your take. But, your take. again, okay. you're going to realize that it's going to be awesome. All right. So, story. <laughs> half star, half star. Yes. Acting slash voice acting. Um, you had, let me bring this back up real quick. So here are your actors that portrayed these characters in the film for you real quick. Chris Pratt. Oh, wait. That's not how he does it. No. Nope. No. Nope. Chris Pratt is Mario. Anya Taylor-Joy is Princess Peach. Charlie J is Luigi. Jack Black is Bowser. Keegan-Michael Key is Toad. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Fred Armisen as King Cranky Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only other one that's worth noting is uh, Charles Martin. How do you say his last name? Martinet? Charles, Charles Martinet. Yeah. Martinet. That's yeah. weird, bro. Uh, he plays two characters. Oh, and you know, there's also, you know, just the wonderful Jack Black. No, n- not, not worth mentioning at all. You know, I said Jack Black. Bowser. Did you? I said Jack Black is Bowser. No, you didn't. Yes, I did, bro. I said him right wow! after. I'm yep. not paying attention. He just died. <laughs> he just died right now. Um, that blue shell hit me hard. <laughs> and so, yeah, you still, I know you're still, you're, you're probably still thinking about it. It's okay. And then key Kevin, Michael Richardson is uh comic. So we'll go one by one. Not too long. Chris Pratt, Mario. Solid. And hold up, hold up, hold up. Hey, 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 this hey, was the hey, guy hey, that hey, was hey, like hey, super hey. scared. I read a tweet real quick. I read a tweet. It said, everyone owes Chris Pratt an apology. And I agree. I don't because I've always been on his side, mm. but I think you do. I'm sorry, Chris Pratt. Um, look, if you're watching the video version that we hopefully have uploaded here, I'm sorry, Chris Pratt. You do a good job. I think I realize now that there's probably a team of people who are working on these trailers and marketing that just someone in there just doesn't like Chris Pratt. Because 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 honestly, the, the trailers gave him the worst takes of his character. Once he watched No, them, it's not true. No. Not true. Go back, go back into the first couple episodes. I've said, I like what I'm hearing. I'm hearing enough. Uh, look, you think that. I'm saying, I think that uh, of, of the trailers, his takes were not the best portrayed. And once you watch the movie, no, 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 no. I'm about to hit you with this Mario right here. <laughs> anyway, he's <laughs> Look, okay, Chris Pratt did a fantastic job, okay? Don't hit me with that Yoshi egg. I don't don't need to be threatened right now. Um, But Chris Pratt did a good job. I feel like that we didn't get a fair um, opportunity to look at what his potential was. Now, you see the movie in the first five minutes, you already go, okay, 
he's good. And this makes sense. You know what it is? Hmm. You know what it, this is what it really was. I feel that they were very confident in Chris Pratt's ability and his voice. Uh And that's why I've never had a problem with this since the first trailer, the first couple things. I was like, okay, okay. I I get, I know what they're going to do. I get it. I feel though, in terms of marketing, because that's the issue at hand, um, they did it smart because they didn't want any sound clip to jeopardize the film. And we talked about this in the last one where all it takes is one person to say something negative and it, it spirals. Yep. They didn't want another Sonic the Hedgehog catastrophe when you, they first showed Sonic and you're like, that is frightening, which rightfully so. Thank God that happened because we had to fix that one. But they didn't want that. They Mario Nintendo, didn't need that kind of press. Nintendo Being Nintendo... They, they were confident. So they didn't want to do that. Secondly, they didn't want to premiere the new, possibly future voice of Mario in a trailer. They wanted you to go and see the movie and see it. This is why, not really a spoiler, the opening, it's very, pays super homage to the traditional Mario voice. And they even comment on it, which is hilarious in my opinion. And that's what I feel. I feel that they just really didn't want to potentially have a Sonic situation because somebody will take that clip. Oh, the clip was horrible. Kind of how you're saying right now. The clips that they've done, it was, no, it was good. Like everything I heard was fantastic. I, I, I had faith in it. But they also wanted to wait and premiere this voice. It's like Mickey Mouse. If they give you, even though they've had, what, five different Mickey Mouses, they don't, if they were doing something big like this, they wouldn't want to just, hey, here making the trailer because everyone's going to, you'd have to pick the most best line you can possibly think of in terms of dialogue right. so that it hits really well. But you have to watch the movie yes. to enjoy the voice and to understand. Because again, right. the opening, when you first see Mario and Luigi, they address that right away. And I love it. So that's Chris Pratt. We got a whole other cast of characters. I Princess Chris Peach. Pratt, Chris Pratt was just the one I think we had to definitely just get the, you know, the elephant in the room out. I of just had it at Dutch because this dude just hit it on Chris hey, Pratt. Hey, I give the apology. Don't ever doubt Star-Lord, my man. I, I give the apology. We're good. Or Owens. Chris Pratt. I love I got, you. I got your back, Chris. I, I love you, All Pratt. the Chris's. This is not an Avengers podcast. We're not talking about Hemsworth. All the Chris's. We're not talking about Hemsworth, Evans, or anybody other, any other Chris right now. Anya Taylor-Joy. Princess Peach. Um, I actually really enjoyed her. I did too. I liked her voice, and honestly, I low key feel they picked her because she kind of looks like Peach in real life. <laughs> she she cosplayed in her uh, streetwear, uh, the racing uh, outfit, the motorbike outfit at the, at the premiere. premiere, and I'm yeah. like, dude, it looks just almost like her. She's a little too skinny, but it's all right. She she looks she looks great, and she sounds great. So hey. um, wait, I'm trying to say wait. Let me rewind on that. Said, no, hold up. I'm going to I'm gonna build on that because, bro, tell me, <laughs> Wait, tell me why. Tell me why. Uh-oh. Tell me why the, the Twitter stands. Because there's a shot in this movie Uh-oh. No, 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 no. That, that shows some peaches. You know what I'm saying? And uh, why is that like being all built up on the internet? It's hilarious oh, to me. I think God. it's funny. Oh, my gosh. It's great. Okay. Anya, Anya did fantastic. I think Peach she, is solid. She, she, she did great. I like the I like the characterization of this of this Peach. Uh, very independent where it's not forced like yes. yay woman power but it's not like super forced like she yep genuinely organically like demonstrates her 
ability that she's not going to be kidnapped by Correct. some. And Miyamoto also felt too that Princess Peach was also always meant to be a very powerful princess of her kingdom, and yeah. they really demonstrated that very yeah. well here without going too far askew into the damsel in distress only. By the end, like where that's like that's what you expect. Um, of, I, you know, I was like, just more concerned yeah. they were going to overhype it, like over, yeah, like yeah, yeah. overshow, like you know. I mean, by all means, man, woman power all the live long day, fantastic. But there's in media, there's a way that they do it, and it's just it's very cringy. And this was very organic, and I love the way they yes, did it. Of course, Anya Taylor Joy gets a pass. Charlie Day, I think, as Luigi is Luigi. I think he's probably my second favorite portrayal. In this entire film. It took me a second to get used to him. Um, Why, bro? I saw him from the beginning. He's the one I was like, that makes the most sense. Because I know Charlie Day and all the prod, all the all the things he's been in. And I've said this before. It's, I don't hear Luigi. I hear Charlie Day. And I was going to say about Chris Pratt. So, I mean, um, like, we get each other. Yeah, but see, time. Chris Pratt can, like, his... Charlie Day just has a very high pitched voice, so and so he tailored it. Well, he has a little bit of that nasal, like Squidward high pitch type <laughs> of thing, you know. So, yeah. but he did good. It took a minute. It took a second, but um, after after a little bit, it, I, it started to build because they started to establish what version of Luigi we were getting, and I think the voice went with the version of Luigi that we got. Yes, um, Luigi's still a scaredy cat. <laughs> throw it out there. He's still scared. Of yeah, they really embrace the Luigi Mansion yeah. type of Luigi. Mm. But, I mean, even then, he's just, you know, he's just, he's skittish, and I, yeah. I love that. About did a good him. job, though. Yeah, he did. Jack Black, Bowser. The best portrayal in the entire film. Hands down. Was incredible. And I got to throw it out there. He's embracing this thing, like, unlike everybody else. Like, the man is excited. He is, like, his... His portrayal is good. There are some lines where I'm just like, hey, that was good delivery. Like, it wasn't even just, like, yeah. Jack Black humor. is just like, ooh, that's a good, not dark, but, like, that's a good line that you delivered. That that sounds very menacing and like an evil villain would. And I um, I was also very surprised to see um, some other portions of his um, voice portrayal on Bowser. That we'll A lot of see. range. Yeah, a lot there, of range. There you go. We'll leave it at that. There's a lot of range, and we'll we'll, we'll get to that definitely more in a bit. But uh, yeah, Jack Black. I love him. Yep. Yeah. No. I yeah, love me, too. me too. Yep. Dude, sure. dude was born for the role. There's only a few. There's only very few moments where I heard Jack Black. For the most part, I heard Bowser. Yes. And I hope this is the standard going forward for Nintendo mm-hmm. in future games. Is to you know try to get as close as they can to Jack Black. Well. There you have right. it. Keegan Michael Key is Toad. These <laughs> I like I like see you don't talk about range. He went from like being up here, how you talking to? I fear nothing. Like I, know, just, I did not hear Keegan I, whatsoever. No, no. Did you actually see that interview that they had? I forgot what show was on. I think it might have been the Kelly Clarkson show, actually, where Keegan was actually they were she was explain asking everybody just the elephant in the room, like, how do you guys do your voices? And he's like Oh, yeah, because I was just talking like this. And then he's like, he's like gradually bringing himself to toe. Because at first I thought, oh, they pitched that thing. They, they no, tweaked he, it. But no, range, he man. did it himself. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, yeah. he sounds, he's he's awesome. He's got range. I love I would, it. The only thing is I wish I would have heard more from him. I would I would have liked to have seen more. And this uh, is where the story that I said earlier, that's it's really quick. It there's not a, there's not a lot of character development, unfortunately, and, and and I feel like given the nature of 
toad and like how well he did that portrayal. I think it very because there was there was a there's a trio right for a majority of the film, which is Mario, Peach, and Toad as showcased in the trailers. Right, yeah. you would have thought that there would have been more, um, you know, character development and bonding between the three of them, and you would yeah. have been able to see a bit more of how Toad can really be like that. What you know, kind of there's like there's humorous, a like, there's a part in the movie mm-hmm. where they travel. Yes. We'll say yes. without spoiling anything. Mm-hmm. And I felt that took like 10 seconds where I felt they could have not only could have they add a little bit more to those those parts, not only to put, you know, uh, character development for all three of them, but also to um, add more like Easter eggs, more like references and stuff. So I feel that that portion of the movie was. I have like maybe five or three areas where they like was missed opportunities but i think that was a missed opportunity because they could have really have added a lot of growth for mario peach and the toad character um where i don't know it would have been i think it would have been great but again kids movie got to get to the next point yes all right seth rogan donkey kong Like, honestly, he, he was really cool, too. Actually, you know what? I, I forgot. Like, I mean, I know that Seth Rogen's in this film, but I said, like, top two was Charlie Day and Jack Black. Actually, Seth Rogen actually, I think, kind of did it for me, too. He's in the top three. I don't know if he'd be over Luigi, but Seth Rogen's just Seth Rogen. And you know what to expect. He said in an interview, too, like, hey, I don't change my voice at all, in which he didn't. It's just Seth Rogen on top of Donkey Kong, and it works for me. I, I like it. Um, I... I have really no complaints too much about DK for the most part. I think um, kind of the same thing, what I was kind of saying with Toad and kind of talking about character development a little bit. Maybe would have liked to see a little bit more on that with his, like, relationship to, like, you know, the Kongs and, like, maybe more of his character. But, uh, again, that's not the that's not the fault of the portrayal of, you know, the voice uh, from Seth Rogen. But, I mean... It's Seth Rogen. So, I mean, that's really where I should have just left it. It's just Seth Rogen. It worked because of this version of Donkey Kong. Right. Um, There were some parts, some animation, some situations that they had where I thought it worked well of a Seth Rogen Donkey Kong. But there were some where I just didn't like. It was too Seth Rogen for me. You think so? Yes, 100%. Um, Like, even... The fact that they added, I mean, his signature laugh is funny. And there was actually, is one, there is one moment of the signature laugh that was actually hilarious to me. But like all the other placement of his signature laugh felt just forced. out of place. Yeah, no. Um, there's, there's, there's two in particular that I'm thinking of now that you've mentioned that. Um, and now I'm, I, as I reflect on it now, I agree. Um, I won't say them here until we get to the spoiler portion, but uh, yeah, I think I know which ones you're talking about, yeah. which make it seem a little so out of place. He but. did all right. If you're not a Seth Rogen fan, you will hate this character. Mm-hmm. But if you like, if you're okay with Seth Rogen, he's all right. Yeah, yeah, it's not too too much. It's not as cringy. And then the last ones, which I think we just kind of wrap up shortly because they're they're really not too much to talk about here. We have Cranky, Kamek, and um, well, Cranky, I actually really did not like his voice. What? Yeah, uh, Fred Armisen played it. I felt it didn't fit the character model for whatever reason to me. This it, is true. It felt yeah. a little out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they would have done it a little, like, I don't know. There's just something about Cranky Kong's voice. Like, when he first opened his mouth, 
in 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 the movie. I it just it t- it took me out of the movie for a second. I was just like, oh really? That's the voice they went with. I didn't have a problem with like because I see what you're saying that it doesn't sound like cranky. But then again, I think cranky's only. I don't even know what cranky sounds like. I'm just saying. The char- looking at the character model, you know how you ever see someone and you're like, oh, look how that person looks. And then they start opening their mouth and you're like, ooh, that's their voice. I'm going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, hey, I'll be real. Like, that's how I was with myself. Like, once I actually started doing podcasting and I heard my voice, or actually not even that, when I just started hearing recordings of my voice, whether it's video, whatever, I always was cringy. I was like, who the hell? I sound like that? That sounds horrendous. Hey, good, good, good self-reflection on your part, sir, because that is absolutely true. It does sound horrendous. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm just being a jerk now for some reason to this guy. Hey, any opportunity. Anyways, so Cranky Kong is one of those situations where it's like, um, it just, it doesn't fit the model. And even, I think the personality of the character kind of goes with it, but I just, something about the character model and the hearing the voice just didn't match. You just got to listen to Donkey Kong Country, the TV show. And then you'll know that that's cranky because that's the only cranky voice we have. Really, yeah. we don't. Oh well, no. Actually, no, 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 no. You can listen to Cranky and Tropical Freeze. He has a little bit of voice and grunts and stuff, but he doesn't have like a like actual you know voice lines in that. Comic was pretty cool. Comic. Uh, Did you call him comic. Comic. Kamic. Is it Kamic? I think it's Kamic. Yeah, either way, that character. He he. So that voice sounded like the look of the character. That yes. was perfect. Yes. I really like that the voice. Princess has been training him. Yeah, yeah he sounds very like a wizard. And then as yeah. for Charles, we're only going to talk about one character because I don't think it's necessarily like a spoiler. The other one I felt was more of like a Easter egg spoiler. But um, for those that don't know, the original voice of Mario. Too much. So he, so Charles, his character. He, he's, so if you know the original, I'm sorry, I like lost my train of thought there. The original uh, Mario voice um makes a return in charles right um but i like the way that there's you see him twice you hear him twice and the only one that i think is um pretty interesting because you get a whole family setting is um you hear him as as mario luigi's father which i think was really good mm-hmm. um and you hear that classic voice yes you do so and then there's one other which is kind of like a fun nod but we'll just leave that one silent because you'll, yeah. you'll you'll know when you hear it yeah um, we'll talk about it in the spoiler section because yeah. that i think that one's more of a mm. a nice little spoiler um if you understand the reference right so that's gonna wrap up pretty much the the voice cast the the, the mains at least there's other little tidbits and from other people i'm sure in there but for the most part that that is the voice cast which yeah. i give I, I give, give a full, full star. star. I give a full star on full it. star. Yep, full star. Yeah. Full, full star. I think star. the I think the voices uh, matching the character um, for the most part they do it fan fantastically. Yes. Um, next, super quick. Just how did it look? The visuals. What you think, <laughs> dude? This is, this is easily Illumination's best work out of any of of their movies that they made. This is great. This is easily their best. As far as an animated film goes, in comparison to other things I've seen, like along the lines of Pixar or DreamWorks or anything else, I think this definitely stands up there. Um, I loved, even outside of just the animation and just how it's visually appealing, I love the references, like, from left to right, everywhere you look. I mean, the first 10 minutes, it clearly wants you to remember where Mario and Luigi came from, where the Mario brothers and its origins came from. I mean, there's, there's NES, this, there's this, that there's, you know, this game over here and that game over there. And I'm really trying to refrain from saying any franchise name specifically, because as you're kind of picking up, there's a lot more things that aren't just 
um, Mario references in here, but I mean, there's quite literally an homage and references to a bunch of Nintendo um, history throughout this movie that you could see a lot in the beginning, in my opinion, but you could also, you still see it a lot throughout the rest of the movie too. And just, it's, it's a fun time. And I think that's something that's really important to remember is that while you have a plot that maybe runs on the cracker thin side, um, it's definitely still very, um, you know, appealing and fun to look at and be engaged in because you're looking around, you're like, where's that thing? Or what could that be from? And then, Oh, it's that thing. And yes. And then you're like, even more like, yes. Like, okay. I just, I think it all looks really, really, you know, fantastic. Yeah. In terms of visuals of the film as an animated film, um, it looks really good. I really like the way it looks very vibrant colors and things like that. So, um, they did a phenomenal job when it came, uh, to that. I give, uh, I'm giving it a full star. I'll give it a full star. I like like how colorful it is. Mm -hmm. All right. The score, the music. Mm, Okay. So I think actually if I had to, and is this our last category if I'm not mistaken? No, there's one more. There's one more. Okay. okay. You kind of jumped the gun a little bit. It's okay. I I, I did. I did. I did. I did. Um, So I really like the score quite a bit. Koji Kondo was of course involved with his um, original work being inspired in some of the originals, you know, tracks here made for this film. Um, and I really like Brian, I think it's Brian Tyler. Brian Tyler. Uh, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. He did such a incredible amount of, you know, like respect for the original work that's been done by Koji Kondo and others that made original compositions throughout the Mario series as a whole over the last nearly 40 years of Mario. I mean, it's, but it still feels very cinematic, still feels very much like, you're engaged in something that's also a film and not just, oh, I'm watching like a video game. I'm going to point out really quickly, one of the critics said something that I read, and which, again, we said in the beginning, critics aren't very important because they, some, in my honest opinion, some shouldn't actually be reviewing movies. Yeah, but it's fun to rip level. them apart. It's fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he said it, not me. He, he said it, not me. Um, but I I think one of the things that, they, that, that I read that they mentioned was, um, why does it feel like I'm watching someone else play a video game? I'm like, bro, you watch people play sports. You watch people play Twitch on Twitch nowadays. Like, what's your point? You know, like this, the music to this just makes it feel that much more, uh, respectful to the, you know, the original material, of what Mario is. I will say, and this isn't the score of the movie itself. I'm just talking about the entire from start to finish the tracks that I've heard, um, there were a few moments in the movie where I'm kind of wondering why was the direction considered like if it's not going to be a Mario track, Come on, why, they, they use pop music. Why and, and there's no and there's nothing wrong with that, but why was it automatically assumed that everything just had to be like '80s rock? Like, if you, like I don't, I don't hate some of them. I'm like I don't hate. I actually like some of those tracks that I heard, but I'm also like it kind of removed me from the immersion of the movie for a minute. Cause I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Am I rewatching Shrek two again? You know, from there's, I'm just going to say it. I need a hero from Bonnie Tyler was in this movie. Um, which I, you know, I'm a little biased. I like that song, but at the same time, I'm also like, wait, I'm not watching a Mario movie anymore. I'm watching a movie. It's just kind of like, it pulled me out of it a little bit. And I'm like, uh, why? But, um, no, there's just, it's just my take. On I loved all the licensed music. I think uh, for the most part, most of them were well placed mm-hmm. um, as to why it's 80s music because Mario came out in the 80s. But why is it rock though specifically? Like most of it is rock for the most part. I mean, you've got most of that music's considered pop. Pop? Yeah. 
ACDC's considered pop? The one you said most. It's just the one song. No, well, and the one that they chose of ACDC is pretty much popish at this point. Thanks to <laughs> Iron Man. Thanks, Iron Man. <laughs> Thanks, Robert Downey Jr. Thanks, Tony Stark. No, I, I guess I was just, my point was I was just trying to say is that some of it just kind of removed me from the immersion of the movie a little bit, but it wasn't like groundbreaking or deal breaking where I'm like, ah, oh, the score stinks because obviously everything else just pays so much tribute to like not just Mario Brothers one, two, three, but like further down the line with like 3d world slash bowser's fury which that was a nice surprise i really liked that that was cool um and at certain points when you hear like you know certain events taking place within the movie and you're like i recognize that even if it's something that you don't know the name to or which game it's from specifically your mind your brain is probably gonna go yeah and you start like dancing and humming around too and you're like yes yeah oh it's that game yep mm-hmm. and i really like that a lot because it just kind of makes you so i'll tell you i'll more. give you another reason as to why those songs are in there sure to kind of the beginning of this a problem a problem that we have that i don't mind um it has to appeal to other people besides the video game people because they don't know that they don't know any of the songs they you know you can sit there bowser's fury what is that i don't know what that is you will know because we know we play the games so but they had so, so they, good so they had to have had music yeah, but if you ask any casual person that goes watch this, because that's whom Nintendo's target audience is, this is the casual people, that uh, casual gamers for that matter, um, they're not going to go in there knowing every single little tidbit of, of what course. you're hearing. Of so course. that's why we have the pop music in there. That's why you have all these other things. It's just to, add, you know, remember you're at a movie, like you said. It's not pulling from immersion. It's keeping you in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's got to be further stuff. Um, I gave it because I love uh, the use of... Uh, of um of the instrumentals and all that good stuff the mixtures that they did um with koji kondo and uh, brian tyler i give it a full star full star all right yeah full star so this last one last category it's a kind of our miscellaneous category this is where we kind of it's kind of like a free-for-all in a sense so we kind of can either be very nitpicky about things or we can be super positive things uh greg was talking a lot about it earlier the easter eggs heck of freaking easter eggs in this movie like two too much <laughs> but most of them Never are done that. very subtle so it's okay but it does sometimes take you away from what you're seeing because you're looking you're not at some point you'll stop looking at the actual characters front and center you start looking behind them you start looking at this and that um and although i love all the easter eggs and everything if they would have reinvested that into more character development mm-hmm. i would have appreciated that a little bit more uh-huh. um but a lot of the easter eggs that they put in there was really well done like overall it was fun. It was cool. Um, again, it's only 92 minutes. They could have easily have added another 15 minutes. Um, and 15 it w- minutes would have easily and it would have been, benef- it would have yeah. benefited the movie tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, other I, than that, I don't, I think maybe if I could think of like maybe one other tidbit, um, I think, and this is probably just common practice amongst mo- most movie nowadays. Most movies nowadays, um, but we have seen a lot of stuff that was in the trailers in the film. And the one, the one scene that I'm thinking about in particular was the Mario Kart sequence. We got there a lot quicker in pacing, a lot quicker than I expected us to get to that point in the film. Like when you see in the trailer that Mario Kart Rainbow Road sequence, you kind of anticipate that to be like 
I don't want to say where it specifically it is, but you it's expect in the it middle be, of the movie. You expect it to be a climax, right? And I'm like, wait, we're already here, and wait, and that's it. Like it, it just kind of felt like that. The pacing, I guess, right? Like adding another 15 minutes to this film to work on things like character development, or even like spend. I mean, maybe I'm a little indifferent on it. Adding those 15 minutes into like maybe more impactful scenes that give you kind of that wow factor like oh whoa that just happened even though you, you know pretty much how a mario movie is gonna end there's no way you, mario's not gonna die right well i thought he to be honest well, i actually thought he was well the thing is <laughs> the, the thing is and this is the biggest but, problem you have with video game movies mm-hmm. is that they have to be it, it's it's a hit or miss it, either they'll go very original mm-hmm. and you know kind of sub- depart from the source material or they'll go really close to the source material. And if you really think about it, granted this story of in the Mario movie doesn't necessarily exist. A lot of the sequences that you see in the movie is literally from the game. So like, I think they did a good job as far as being as dramatic and cinematic as they can be by bringing a Mario Kart race to film. Right. So like it, it, it does its job. And honestly, like it shouldn't, I like, I get what you're saying, but I didn't think it was going to be anything too good. The only reason why I knew it wasn't so much, it wasn't going to be like the climax of anything is because Bowser wasn't involved mm. during that. So that's why it's like, mm. but how did you know that he wasn't involved during that? Because I mean, they, they very well, he very well could have, because I know Bowser wasn't going to put the fate of whatever he's trying to accomplish on a race. This isn't fast and the furious. <laughs> <laughs> Can that franchise just be done already? I saw the trailer for that before Mario movie. And I'm just like, can this franchise be done? Um, Overall, though, it's a super fun movie. Um, It's very, it's like a speed run. You're just going to get in there and you're going to have a good time from beginning to end. Again, it's a fun kids film. Mm -hmm. um, Plays a lot of nostalgia if you're a big Mario fan, Nintendo fan. Um, You know, again, I didn't really have too much gripes with anything. But overall, I'd give it in the miscellaneous category as far as like everything else that, that we can possibly talk about. I'll give it a full star. That's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a full star too. So by adding all that together, sounded like we have equal, yeah, the same equal thoughts, four, four and, and a half, half stars. stars out of five. Out of five. I think to just kind of wrap up on the spoiler-free portion, you go into this with the mindset that this is a film adaptation on a very uh, bare bones video game like Mario that doesn't have a strong narrative to begin with, um, but is very charming, fun, delightful, loving um, amongst many people in many different households, right? Um, It's a good time. And to your point, you saw a lot of kids in your theater. I I did plenty in mine too. Um, And for some, even I saw online, this is some children's first ever movie in a theater too, which is incredible to think about. So like, it's, it's a good time. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's yeah. a fun watch. It's set, a fun time. Set your expectations correctly. Um, hopefully we could have helped you align on that to make you kind of be aware of what you can expect without um, being over-promised or over-excited, right? Or even below, yeah. right? But level-headed now. Um, and, yeah, I think, you know, you're in for a good time. If, if you have anything you want to let us know about your thoughts um, after you've seen it, um, please uh, reach out to us on our socials. We'll be happy to kind of keep the discussion going and get you guys, you know, some exposure on your takes on things. Cause we'll definitely keep the, you know, the thoughts rolling. You know? And don't forget there are two post-credit scenes in this. Film. Yes. 
And so mid mid credit and an end credit, and be sure to check those out. <laughs> just like any other Marvel movie, stay till the very end. I, what does it mean? I don't know. We'll discuss it in a few minutes yep. from now. I gotta say real quick though, how in the heck are some of y'all still leaving the movie theaters? It's 2023. There is not a darn movie at this point that doesn't have post credits. Like, I mean, there's a lot of them. No, but still, like a movie like this. Come on, bro. Like, I was literally almost about ready to shout at some families. Like, don't leave. There's a thingy that you need to see. Hey, we're not doing the spoiler part yet. I'm just, hey, I'm just holding something, bro. <laughs> I'm about ready to throw Chuck something out. <laughs> well, at least if you're listening, good thing you're not seeing what's going on. If you're watching but, it, by then, when he puts it up, it should be, you've already seen I'm it. just saying, like, post-credits is post-credits. Like, there's clearly, you know, something to be had and enjoyed. And I'm like, why would you leave? Why would you leave? But you don't leave. If you haven't seen the movie yet, don't leave. Go stay to the very, 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 very end after the credits have completely rolled. Because uh, there's a nice little surprise. But we're going to go ahead and roll into our spoiler-free portion now of the podcast. Um, so if you would like to skip away from um, all the spoilers, the tidbits that you don't want to hear, um, I'm going to recommend you warp pipe yourself away as we go down to the underground realm and get deep with our thoughts what if you could whoa whoa sorry what did you do there my computer's acting up i'm i'm, I'm buying more time so people can uh <laughs> yeah so warning final warning final warning y'all we're heading down into the warp pipe right now as we speak see you there for the spoiler take here we go that was the most broken <laughs> youtube sound effect i've ever heard uh i love when you do things on the fly right. in real time right all right so if you're still listening we are now entering spoiler zone with the marathon so with that being said i'm gonna let greg really kick it off here because i know he's got always a lot of things to say tell me how you truly feel about this movie this movie was fun there are um there are, are plenty of things that i really enjoyed seeing um, there were some things that I wish were there that weren't there. Um, but I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the things that of course I want to bring to the light that I couldn't bring to the people that want to stay away spoiler free. And yeah, we're that, not going to regurgitate yeah, everything we no, talked about. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so I loved in the beginning how we just go straight into, you know, seeing what we saw in the very first initial teaser, but then it goes straight cut away into the Mario Brothers commercial, yeah. which has a ton and ton and ton of stuff for you to just kind of, you know, absorb. Like, this is Super Mario Brothers plumbing. Ha ha it's me, Mario and Luigi. Me too. And it's just like, th- that's where you're like, okay, that's Mario. And then they even, they pan out and you're in Punch Out Pizzeria. And yeah. you see Glass Joe, you see Doc Hudson, you even see Little Mac up. Uh, there's, there, dude, there's a ton of stuff. Yeah. There's his green mitts everywhere. It's like Rocky yeah. Balboa's restaurant. Exactly. That's a pizzeria. It's Thank, hilarious. Stop, bro. Why'd you take the words out of my mouth? I was literally going to say the exact same thing. But Hey, man. It, I just wanted to get there quick like the movie. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but then afterwards, right away, um, you hear, it's a perfect. And then you look and you're like, that that's Mario. That's like you don't even have to. I, I can't pronounce his name. What they called him? Yeah, it's uh, Giuseppe. Giuseppe. Yeah, something. something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Which 
It's the uh, it's the basically the, the original, Itali- the original Mario. Uh, Mario, which was what was the original called? Was the his name was actually Jumpman, Jumpman, or and Donkey or Kong, Mr. Video, or um, now later became Mario. I love how Seth Rogen in interviews like, you know, Donkey Kong came first, so technically Mario's a spinoff of Donkey Kong. Yeah, Yo, you just right. technically true. No, you're right. But uh, Mario else. Brothers got its own game too, so I mean, you could say the original Mario Brothers. Um, yeah, but they're just running through pipes. They weren't even running through worlds. Well, that's kind of what this movie's based on, right? Are they not? <laughs> like, they're plumbers. They run through pipes. Isn't that how the original yeah. Mario Brothers arcade game worked? Yeah. Um, no, I just loved, you know, seeing that. You got to see Foreman Spike finally realized into 3D, which he never had a 3D interpretation of what he looked like before, which we talked about in a previous episode, which was pretty cool. Um, I loved seeing Wrecking Crew... Um, which was a, another throwback to another NES um, game. And uh, that one, I feel like, actually got the most, of course, uh, reference and Easter egg throughout the beginning of the movie in comparison to, like, all the other franchises. Like we mentioned, like Punch-Out! They got, um, you know, some little Easter egg and limelight, you know, shine, time shown on there. Um, because when Mario and Luigi get their first call for their first... Um, <laughs> By the way, I love that scene when he gets called, when Luigi, you know, gets the phone call. Because they, I don't know if you noticed, but on the contact card, it's actually a me. Um, like, uh, like a me profile. Like of his avatar. mom? Yeah, no, no, no. Or him. It's just a me. Not no. not eats a me. Like No, M- I know a me. Yeah, the yeah. me from the games, from yeah. the, the Nintendo. M-I-I, me. Yeah, yeah. It's a little me on the contact card. And it just it's the same, like, trying, like the base shape me with the little triangle cut hair and everything, mm. which I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. The little GameCube ringtone, which is pretty neat. Uh, I like that quite a bit, but it, when, when they're running to get their fur there, cause their van, you know, couldn't jumpstart, couldn't get it on. They basically run and do uh, to get to their first um, call at this place that they need to go fix a sink for. But when they're, when Mario's running to get there as quickly as possible, he's pretty much lifting a lot of the, like the doors, the gates, platforms to help luigi get across and that entire sequence from start to finish is a side scroller which if you look closely um even though it's in the city and there's a lot of like construction pieces and stuff like that there's like some that are yellow and brown it's actually a recreation of world 1-1 from super mario brothers one um with the aesthetics of donkey kong yep with the wrecking crew actually more wrecking crew yeah wrecking crew more specifically um so you see like a lot of the construction pieces and then you, and yeah, a little bit of Donkey Kong in there, a bit tidbit in there too. But, uh, then they jump down to the, uh, burger castle, which happens to just look like exactly like, I don't know if yeah, you saw it. looks the pole and then yep, it's like the castle. Yep. Yeah. yep. It just looks straight like the castle, but it, which I actually thought my first time watching, I was like, is that a burger time reference? But I was like, wait, no, that's not the second time I watched it. I was like, oh, that's just straight up the castle, which burger time had nothing to do with. It was Nintendo. a white castle reference. just not what, white. White. <laughs> I'm just kind of giving you all like at this point, I'm probably going to slow down here a little bit because I'm just giving a lot of like what I saw as the first initial Easter eggs that really stuck out to me. But uh, I'm going to kind of let you kind of speak up here a bit. So Zarin. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I realize I'm going I'm just going off at it. I mean, the dude, I've seen this freaking film like three times already. So I got a lot to say. There's there's a lot of references. Um, I won't really go over any of them. Um, I think when you see them, you know, share with us which one was your favorite. Um I want to see it again just so I can kind of go through it. But um, there was just a lot like it, it like it, it felt at times like a little overwhelming. Um, but again, they were subtle. It's just you had to like go searching like behind the background. What's this and that? Mm-hmm. Um, you want to know what my biggest references were, though? 
was the original Mario movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you said you were going to talk about. So yeah. let's, let's hear it. Ah! By the way, Blue Shell Guy is my favorite. Dude. Dude, Kamikaze himself, dude, bro. Dude, got, dude, dude was just a beast. And then he comes out comes out of the fire like a freaking Terminator or T-1000. I was like, yo, this dude's crazy. And then he's like, oh, you think you got away? Never. And then he just goes into full blue shell mode. Oh, I love it. But yeah, Is guy. that the lore of how the blue shell Koopas work? Do they just, they just do that and they just kill they each other kill, or kill themselves? Kill themselves. Yeah. Is that how that works? They get so mad. That's, I don't I know. Mean, that, that's That'd crazy. Be funny. That's crazy, bro. Like the dude was actually that passionate. If anyone was more mad at Mario, it was that guy because... He straight up killed himself. He didn't want to lose, and he did, and he lost still. Yeah, he had a mission <laughs> at, at the cost of. So his my hot take is, I feel that this movie. Now don't don't get me wrong. The nineteen ninety three live action Mario movie is not that good in its own right. I think if you really do your research and watch the background of this film, the making of it and everything, um, everything that they went through, the different writers, the directors, the studios, the producers. Cause again, like he, like Greg mentioned earlier, you know, this is a movie that at the time there was only like very, very limited Mario content out there to yeah. really generate a story. That movie was heavily geared towards adults. Let's be real. Yes. Like it's not a kid's movie whatsoever. Um, even when it tries to be, um, their inspiration was Die Hard, Mad Max, and uh, uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, that's that was their big. I mean, to the point where there was at one point in one of the many scripts a cameo from Bruce Willis's Die Hard. That's how much inspire inspiration that movie had. Well, I think in that time frame too. I mean, of course, I wasn't around, but if I have that's done my those were the big movies. Yeah, that, the- that's what was big in that time. So to create a dystopian um, type of film in terms of Mario, yeah. It made sense. My thing was the because of that, the intro of this movie and even the ending, I felt was pretty much straight from the live action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, in the live action, you get you know Mario and Luigi, they're plumbers trying to you know trying to get a business going. You know uh, Mario being well renowned and Luigi being more of an apprentice. Now Luigi was a lot more confident in the live action. Um, where in this one, in the animated, he's, you know, traditional Luigi being a little scaredy cat. Um, to the point where, hey, they get in their van to go and it breaks down. But in the animated, they just run for it. Where in the live action, they actually do a little character development showing how much, um, you know, MacGyver genius plumber that uh, Mario is. You kind of get that in the animated in, after that scene, what they're running towards. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, at some point in the live action, there's like this big water issue going on. I mean, there's more story to it, but there's like a water issue going on, a little flooding. They need the Mario Bros to go and fix it. And the animated Brooklyn's getting flooded a little bit. Mario takes it as an opportunity to go. They both go underground. Well, did you think they were not going to like reference that movie at all to some degree? Like, absolutely not. Yeah. They hate that movie with a passion. They don't have. Like, they've never, ever since that movie, they do not, you can't get this on Blu-ray, you can't get it on nothing. But, but you, but the thing to really consider here, too, is, like, there was a point in time where Mario Mario Brothers, like, Mario, Nintendo wanted Mario and Luigi to be done being known as plumbers. It was a weird kind of, like, period of time where they wanted you to forget that Mario was a plumber, 
that Mario was from Brooklyn, Mario was Italian. They wanted just Mario and Luigi to just be these straight-up dudes yeah. that were just nobodies, right? But come around full circle back to 2023, guess what? They've embraced it. And how do you introduce backstory to characters that originally you were intending to just forget about all of that lore for? There was one what, movie my that point, in particular. Yeah, but my point is how do you do that? And it's almost the same thing. There's many different ways to introduce them. There's many different ways to introduce that, but they almost went the same route that the live action did. Well, it's not that Miyamoto, I think he said, if I remember correctly, it's not that he said that it was a horrible film. I think he mentioned that he, you know, pretty much gave you like a little pat on the back. Like, Hey, nice job. No. Okay. No. But, but it's because the right people with the right Nintendo kinda... wasn't even involved in the 93 movie. Of course. That's what I'm saying. And that... because of that movie, they never licensed their film or anything. This guy just won't let me talk. Like, I mean, I'm like saying right now what you were about, what you're telling me right now, I'm saying that it's not that they didn't, they're, they didn't hate the movie completely. Right, there were probably things. I mean, of course, everything on the record they're saying is yes, we want '93's Mario movie to be gone and off the face of the earth. I get it, but what I'm saying is that probably deep down, the creators and the teams that work with these characters, no, don't give me that look because I'm telling you right now, <laughs> there's probably things that they liked about it that they wanted to do correctly or in their own way that they didn't get the chance to do back in 93. So that's why you see this being redone almost one for one, right? As faithful as possible to like the source material as this is Mario and this is Luigi. This is what they're meant to talk and be portrayed as, but we like that piece. We like that part of the plot and they probably just, you get where I'm going with this. There's like, I get what you're saying, but it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to, to it doesn't coming make sense. from you. You're the one that's saying that because you, the- you, you. No, what I'm telling you is Nintendo and all them. They didn't want nothing to do with this movie, and I find it ironic mm-hmm. that it almost has the same introduction that that one has. Something personal, bro. It's just business. They take the things that they want and then they use it for their own advantage and they make money off of it. Yeah, but earlier the beginning of this thing I brought up the movie and you totally discredit like it's the worst thing on I God's did, living I world. Did not yeah. Say oh my gosh. Bro, I I'm uh, what I'm trying to what I'm saying I'm is I think it's a guilty pleasure. I didn't say it was the worst thing on the planet. No, what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to elevate the live action that it's not as bad as people are making it out to be. As much as Miyamoto and all these film Nintendo make it out to be. And I think it's just funny, the hypocrisy that they did. Even the ending was very much like the live action. In the ending of the live action, you 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 see Koopa become prehistoric Koopa, right? And it's in front of all these people, and they're like, oh, my God, like that's so scary and whatever. And it's up to Mario and Luigi to defeat him and save the day. In this movie, they warp into our time. And here, lo and behold, here's all these people seeing Koopa scared for the first time. Big old monster, Godzilla-looking guy coming out everyone. And then all of a sudden, you have Martin Luigi trying to come back and stop him and save the day. Like, there's many different ways that Nintendo could have approached this film and this story. I just find it ironic that it's very, like, there's some key things that are very much from the live action. Mm. And that's all I'm trying to say is that it's, 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 hold on. I, 
So that that's all I was that's all I was getting at is that the live action adaptation, as sure flawed as it is, it's not that flawed. It had a and really Nintendo knew that. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They knew that Nintendo is not a company to give any credit like that, dude. Let's be real. <laughs> you of you of all people, you of all people should know that Nintendo is not one <laughs> to take to give any credit and anything that they had no hand in. Bro, I know that. What I'm saying is, oh my gosh, it's like this dude just doesn't listen. He's like, it just goes right over your head. My what? man, my man, my man, my man is so con- contradicting right now. It's hilarious <laughs> to me. No, I'm trying to tell you that Nintendo, as on the like on the surface, in the public, of course they're gonna be like, nah, we're not gonna give credit to this film. This film's garbage. It sucks. But do you think that there aren't things? about that movie that they didn't from a creative standpoint that they could have appreciated no not at all they, they, they clearly they did that's what i'm trying to tell you it's like it's it's no surprise to me that they would take pieces of what did really work. really yes. this man is literally saying look at the camera this man is literally saying that nintendo Aww. it doesn't surprise him that nintendo would take content from a 93 failed mario movie and put it in this animated movie when in God's green earth did you ever think that or say that? Don't, don't, don't change up, bro. Don't flip scripts on people. You, you know your opinion and thought of that movie and how you thought. Think My about opinion that. can evolve, bro. No, you're, you're trying to, what you're trying to do is you're trying to, cause I have a very valid opinion. I know you're, you do. you're trying to find a way to knock it because you're like, damn it no yes no i've had the, i i had these conversations with you before and i know i know what kind of greg Listen, i'm getting right oh now. oh my gosh i'm not <laughs> saying you're wrong i'm actually saying i agree with you i'm saying i agree with you yeah but you're trying to justify it i'm not trying to you're not agreeing it. with me you're trying to justify it <laughs> yeah see my man my man my man lost smash bros all just, over again just, just hit me with that blue shell dang it i'm, yep. I'm done let's, let's take you out bro <laughs> <laughs> so what so overall basically is if you haven't ever seen the live action give it another shot i think it's again it's not a not a good movie in what they're trying to do, but i appreciate what they're trying to do and i just think it's hilarious how they how the parallels are between those two i think this movie i think the animated elevates the live action i'm sorry i i i, I i'm not i i'm just wanting you to know i didn't disagree with you at all. I'm telling you that it makes sense that they would pull something. It doesn't. Yes. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, my God. But you're also telling me that it does. No, I, it? no I'm saying it's ironic uh-huh. for them to do that. And, and, it's, hip, it and makes, it's, a, it's, a, it's hypocritical. And I'm saying it makes sense that they would do that. How? It, it does not make sense at all. All right. I feel because going back to the bigger problem, they didn't have a good story. To so they begin had to with. borrow from the one thing that gave them a, and a story attempt. And that's a very big problem. Why is that a problem if they did it the right way? It's not the right. It's the same shit. It's oh, not, excuse me. Whoa. Hang on. We we're going to put a beep on that. <laughs> excuse me. It's PG 13 podcast or so whatever. <laughs> I'm saying that. It's it's not ironic. It's expected because this film night from '93 Dude. was an attempt on giving Mario a narrative. Now it didn't do it justice because Mario still 
was not solidified, didn't have a foundation of who Eats a Me was because it wasn't there yet. But there was, but this, but point being, this was a movie that was I'm, made on I, Mario. I'm, I'm, I'm going to move on from this particular topic because I'm really disappointed in in your in your what? hypocrisy. What? You of all people should know Nintendo, especially Miyamoto. What? They're not gonna take and they're not gonna they're not gonna the way they are they're not gonna sit there and say oh they had some good ideas yeah therefore it's expected to I'm put this in the movie. I'm gonna get you a darn quote from Miyamoto that says there are some good like ideas in okay these, like, until good- until you can produce that I don't believe it oh. I don't believe it and here's the thing oh. they had a, like seven different scripts on that uh-huh. and in the first scripts it was closer to the source material of a Mario movie would have been. But they got rid of all that. So that stuff, it never made it in the movie. Next, please. Because I'm going to get you that. I'm going to fact check you on that. Because I know Miyamoto's giving the movie some credit. Even if it's not, oh my god, it's an amazing movie. Because I know it's not. I'm going to fact check you. Okay. I'm, I'm going to slam it in your face next time. Good and, luck. And you're going to get kamikaze by that blue shell next time. Good luck. Okay. Next, please. What are we talking about next? About spoiler-wise. No, oh, okay. Thank you. About time. Thank you. You do realize you have the bigger voice than me do. Well, then why why are you giving it to me? Then you speak up. If you because you've been you've been wanting to speak this entire time, so go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna go and look that for that quote that you keep telling me. See if it exists. It does. See if I find a unicorn at the same time. Miyamoto gives somewhat credit to the original '93 Mario Brothers. Movie. Just come, just look for like Miyamoto on the '93 Mario Brothers movie. You look recent and you look beforehand. There is a there is a point at which before this movie. He has given the film some credit, although not favorable. I think really the other thing I was just going to bring up spoiler-wise that's more in particular to this film, because we ended up making a whole other side topic out of this whole thing here, is that I really, really liked how the Kongs became more apparent that they are a world that coexists within the Mushroom Kingdom, but that it's also very possible that the Kongs um clearly have potential for another film to be set up here um seeing characters like diddy kong um chunky kong and dixie kong etc um in case you hadn't seen them yet they are in this movie even for a brief moment but they are here um and i really enjoyed seeing um just all of those other extra little cameos that um really um kind of brought the universe of mario and and bigger at large together um so I mean, it's just kind of tying more back to the, you know, the references of everything, which I think, I'll be honest, if you really think about it, spoiler-wise, the things that you would want to avoid, spoiler, is really just around that. It's really around, like, those references that you would want to experience or see for the first time as you're watching this film, um, blind or, you know, first time experiencing it in the theater. Um, definitely wouldn't want to be ruined by that, per se, you know, if you, you know, from somebody else, but that's just kind of what we're talking about here. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you don't care too much about that or if you've already seen it, but I think really it's just me talking about how much I really appreciate those. Little, oh, you know what? Something I really was surprised about uh, was the, uh, the baby Mario, baby Luigi sequence. I really like seeing a little bit of the flashback on that. Those were two characters in particular. Baby Peach was more interesting. And baby, and baby Peach, which actually in that moment, I actually was kind of thinking we were going to get a Mario Galaxy kind of um tie-in because the whole mario galaxy rosalina potential princess peach tie-in like the story to that i thought was going to get tied in here to some extent um which yeah that was interesting how she just 
they kind of gave her some clarity on how she got to the Mushroom Kingdom, but uh, no real explanation on where she came from, which is left to be a mystery, but maybe we'll see that in the a future sequel, which they are clearly hinting at. Okay, we could actually talk about that that uh, that uh, post-credit sequence, which I'm holding the evidence to right here in my hand if you're watching the video, if, um, if you're watching this. If you're not, it is a Yoshi egg. It is a Yoshi egg. Yeah, because they did have Yoshi's... Bad. Um, it, thank you. Uh, they did have Yoshi's, uh, present for like two or three seconds, um, in the background as they were in the traveling sequence, as we mentioned earlier, where Mario, Peach, and Toad are traveling to the Kong, um, I'm going to call it Donkey Kong Country, because <laughs> that's, that's what it should be called. Um, and, uh, yeah, you see the Yoshi egg in the, um, in the ground, like on the underground world of Brooklyn, uh, where all the, uh, you know, the pipes and everything are. And there's just a Yoshi egg that just seemingly starts to crack itself open. You hear, um, and that's just it. it. Cuts out right there. There is one other middle mid credit sequence, which is just Bowser um, doing his little musical number um, to Peaches, 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 uh, which I was surprised to see that Jack Black wrote that, which was pretty funny. <laughs> pretty cool. That's the whole Tenacious range. D in full, yeah, yeah, full right? effect. That, that was the... Um, yeah, basically, that was the uh, that was the range we were talking about on Jack Black's uh, voice portrayal earlier, which you know goes you know beyond just the the it goes into the you know. Whole, I like that the movie thing. finally established like Bowser's actual motive mm-hmm. as far as why he keeps pr- uh, kidnapping Princess Peach, and is basically that he's like super in love with her, yeah, and just wants to wants her to be like her her wife. That's why Th- that's really it. But he has no problem at the same time, like hey. If you don't want it, then I'll destroy then, all then, of you. Then I'll destroy all of you, no problem. And, he won't kill her, but he'll kill everyone else. Yeah, right, exactly. And uh, I think that's that's always been pretty much the premise of most Mario games, but you kind of tend to forget, like, what is what is Bowser's direct demo? Right? Well, I mean, let's be real. It wasn't until Odyssey where we really got that. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Love they the Odyssey hint- reference, by the way. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've always, there was a lot of Odyssey references in that thing. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of um, there's always been hints throughout the games, but it wasn't until Odyssey that really like made that a focal point and really established it. And the film pretty much like jumps right into that. Mm-hmm. You know, what my biggest problem with the movie was hmm. in terms of like the narrative is how everyone had no problem trusting each other. Toad just comes up is like, hey, I'm going to protect you. All right. And he's like, who with- are you? He's on Mario. OK, we're best friends. Where's uh- your brother? Oh, he's in the Darklands. OK, let's go save him. OK. Yeah. Peach. Meet Peach. Oh, hey. Help. Yeah, no problem. Yep. Crane Kong was the only one that kind of gave him a challenge. Like, hey, well, beat my son and then maybe. I don't like that piece. I don't like that piece. Cranky Kong. Unless, unless, and I, and I have a little bit of thoughts on this. Cranky Kong to Donkey Kong is actually grandfather, technically, according to Donkey Kong Country. However, in this case, he's yeah, mentioned they never, as they never son got father. That straight. No, well, Yes, there is a whole Kong lore. You actually have to look it up. There's, yeah, but some it, of the games, uh, I forgot which one it was. If it was Donkey Kong 64, it references him as his son. What? In the game? No, no. Donkey Kong 64? No. no. There's one There's one of the Donkey Kong games where they they reference Donkey Kong. Because the, there was a guy on Twitter that had a big problem with this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? I didn't even realize it. Because initially it's Cranky Kong, who is the original uh, Donkey Kong from the first game. And then it went yep. to Donkey Kong Jr., um, and then yep. from Donkey Kong Jr., then we had Donkey Kong from Donkey Kong Country. That's the proper lineage. But there's been a few inconsistencies in some of the games where it went from Cranky to Donkey Kong, and they just omitted 
Junior. Un- unless so the ju- f- unless Junior Donkey Kong Junior, which is in this case, this Donkey Kong potentially like this Donkey Kong Junior could be this Donkey Kong that we see here in this movie. I but, treat it more. I uh, this is an original Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. so that's why I'm not sticking with the lore in this because obviously the entire movie doesn't stick with the lore of anything for the for the most part mm-hmm. so i feel that this is because this is the first like redesign in donkey kong in a long time since donkey kong country right so for me i see it more as cranky kong is the main one sure and then donkey kong is this kid but it's a new overall version of donkey kong it's right. not the same donkey from mm-hmm. the video games or anything like that right and that would be assuming that cranky kong had some previous um encounter with um either mario mario's father Something of that, which it seems like in this case here, with unless there's something that we haven't seen yet in the movie, um, there was no indication that they had ever met at one point. Yeah, he doesn't know who he is yeah, at all. Right. Um, unless there is, and we haven't seen it, but I seriously doubt that. We don't know, because there was no character development. Right, <laughs> right. We don't know if previous Mario's father, which, again, they say Mario's father. I'm going to say that's Mario. <laughs> I'm just going to say that's Mario, because that could, that could be another Mario right there. No, it's Marlin. Is it, what's his name from uh, Legend of Zelda? Uh, uh, oh, uh, Tal- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, Talon. so that little Easter egg, in case you guys didn't catch it, if you or if you want to um, look for it, uh, Mario's father uh, and Luigi's is voiced by Charles Martinet, which uh, is their dad. And uh, in my eyes, um, is pretty much, I, I look at him as like the original Mario, I guess, technically, in some case. But... Uh, their uncle, um, which I didn't catch the, his name, if he has a name, but uh, the father and uncle of the Mario Brothers look like, a lot like um, Talon and Ingo uh, from Ocarina of Time, which happen to be references to... It's a reference of a reference to Mario and Luigi, which is actually kind of funny. Kind of a uh, funny twist of fate there. So it's a, it's kind of interesting how they, uh, they threw that little nod in there. At least that's how I look at them. They look just like them, so... Um, that's just me personally, um, noticing that, but, um, you know, it's funny. It's, it's funny you say that because when I watched the movie and I was, I was trying to place it, I was like, these guys look very Mm -hmm. familiar to me. Uh, Uncle Tony was uncle, uh, uncle Tony. There was uncle Arthur, uncle Tony, and then, um, their dad, Uh which didn't have a name. Apparently it's just Mario's dad, which I'm going to boldly say that's Mario. It's Mario. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. It's just Mario. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but anyways, uh, I was like, man, these guys, I feel like I've seen them somewhere. And I've, initially I was thinking like Wario and Luigi in a sense, uh, Wario and Waluigi. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, no, because certain hair placements and stuff and just they didn't have that aggressive look. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once you showed me that image, I was like, that's right. It does look like these fools. Yeah. That's, like, which, that's, which, that's which, what I was thinking. Which is kind of funny considering that, you know, those characters in Ocarina of Time on the 64 were meant to be a, you know, a reference to Mario and Luigi himself. So that's just kind of funny that it came around full circle like that, you know, <laughs> reference of a reference within a Mar- within the source material. <laughs> so yeah. um, I'm going to write, I'm going to rewind it right back to where I was trying to get to earlier with the uh, post credit sequence with Yoshi. Um, where is that going? I don't know. I felt there's because I'll, I'll be straight up tell you, I was actually kind of bummed. Well, I was kind of disappointed with that that post credit sequence. Like I, I mean, like I'm not mad because it's Yoshi, obviously, but it's like I, we, I knew Yoshi was in this movie. We saw him in this movie, so it depends so. on how and what they want to do with Yoshi. If they're going to give Yoshi a voice or not, because 
here's the thing. I know there, I know there has been talks of doing a spinoff Donkey Kong movie with Seth Rogen. Um, obviously we'll have a sequel. Um, I feel, and they've hinted already numerous times, Chris Pratt and Miyamoto and all them, they've kind of uncarefully, but carefully have said like building a universe, building a franchise, right. Of these movies. So we know there's going to be more, they're just going to, you know, being Nintendo, how the way they are, they're going to keep everything under wraps until they're ready to announce something. Sure. So the only thing I can think of with Yoshi because you're thinking of where they left off in the story. Because I was talking to my wife about this. As far as Yoshi goes, that character specific, they're just going to introduce him and he'll have some type of narrative plot with Mario maybe. Or they might do a spinoff where it goes to like Yoshi's Island. So it creates a story with that. Or maybe we don't know. Maybe. I, and the other thing too is where was it placed? It was in our world. Right. And so I actually have I actually have a little bit of a small theory. Which it, earlier I was mentioning... Cranky Kong would have had to have met if we were going back on the original lore of like the original Donkey Kong knowing the original Mario and everything, right? There would have had to have been some indication that like I'm gonna I'm gonna carefully say Mario and Luigi's father, and then, which I'm calling Mario, um, would have had to have met Cranky Kong at some point in the past, which they never established because, like we said, no character development, right? Why is that war pipe there in the first place, right? And but we haven't had any you know, confrontation or awareness or, you know, any connection of these characters ever connecting if they did. But I'm thinking maybe they have because in the original, um, in Yoshi's Island, you know, Mario and Luigi as babies were dropped off by the stork, if you recall. They they were just little babies, you know, just dropped off and separated. And then Yoshi had come and rescued and saved them at one point and brought them back to, you know, their families, right? What if somehow in some way... Yoshi is going to be, you know, the eye opener of Mario and Luigi to go, oh, wait, we've been here once before. And maybe this is kind of explaining more of that. Maybe there's more past to that. Maybe they could bring up. No. Kind of attach all that together. I mean, that's a good theory. I mean, hopefully it comes out. I don't think they'll go to that extent. Um, because the, the thing, I think the big thing to take away, if you really want to dissect that scene, is here you have a Yoshi being born again in brooklyn real people world sure it's a dinosaur like i think it's more of what the heck is going on and the only thing that people in the in terms of the film that have seen any type of thing of a dinosaur is bowser so they might see him as a threat you don't know um so that's a kind of i don't know it's it's going to be interesting the only like i said the only thing you have to take away is that one this is a creature from another warp that, to your point earlier, like they had that explosion. Some stuff crossed over. Some stuff maybe didn't. I don't know. Obviously, they we, didn't exactly clarify. Uh, whether uh, yeah, there was really no like proper conclusion to this film. So the only thing we do know is that here's a Yoshi, a single Yoshi egg, assuming it's our traditional Yoshi that we all know and love. And he's in our world. And at this point, too, Mario and Luigi seem to have the ability where they're going back and forth in the two worlds, but they're like living in the Mushroom Kingdom. So maybe they're going to bring more people or they're going to expand on the Mushroom Kingdom becoming more. Um, right. Because they found the war pipe that leads to real world, in a sense. And there's millions, there's so many more war pipes. And even uh, Peach says there's many galaxies out there. So this that's where it's going to open that door. Um, I, as far as like, what can the next one really, really be about? I think they'll introduce, um, for sure. I feel they'll introduce the Koopalings 
and possibly uh, Bowser Jr. Because as of right now, Bowser's being held captive in the Mushroom Kingdom. So it's going to be like a little bit of Empire Strikes Back. It's going to be the villains trying to break him out, trying to get him back, um, thus mounting a siege to uh, to attack, um, you know, the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, what do you call it? Summoning the Mario Bros. to go and save them. So I think it's going to follow more the narrative kind of like Mario, the new Super Mario Bros. game, mm. where it's um, all these different right guys you know the koopalings having certain parts you know taking certain people hostage maybe or you know just doing what they can to get their king bowser back um so i think that's what in terms of the next narrative film if they make the with the sequel it's going to be something along those lines finding a way to bring bowser back and get him to become the great threat that he was before yeah but i don't know i think it was kind of uh it was an interesting post credit scene. Yes. To yeah. say the least. Mm. Interesting choice. I'm just like, okay. Well, I mean, that's really, for the most part, what I have to say on the film. I mean, overall, it was an enjoyable experience that I'm glad I got to be alive in the lifetime that I'm in to witness. Um, it was so cool to see the amount of families and children and people like myself and you <laughs> that, uh, you know, got to, you know, be along in the ride for the journey that led us to this moment. And I haven't seen personally so much anticipation for like, and so much like praise and response, ignore the critics just to kind of wrap up back earlier. What we were saying in the beginning as a friendly reminder with every cast that we do, just remind yourselves to, and hopefully we're reminding you that this is our opinion. This is our take. And Everything that we're saying here is strictly meant to be our unique perspective that we provide to you. You could take what you will with it. You could agree. You could disagree. Um, but just to kind of in point, like the audience has clearly shown that there's a lot of interest and devotion in wanting more to come of this. And so um, there's clearly something to be had here for everyone, big or small. Um, it's kind of like literally like playing a game. If you play a Mario game, there's things you're going to love about it, and there's things that you're going to be like, eh, maybe there's a little bit more that to be left to be desired, right? But um, go check out this film if you haven't yet done so yet already. Um, let us know your thoughts. Connect with us on our socials. We'll keep the discussion going as each episode rolls out. We'll, if you guys have anything to say, we'll keep you guys in the loop, and thank you guys always for listening. But uh, just uh, this, this film was really was special. And I'm glad, I think of the video game, I'm going to say with confidence, of the video game film adaptation genre, this is probably by far my favorite. Right next to maybe um, Sonic 2, um, which the live action Sonic Hedgehog 2 with Ben Schwartz. Um, the I, I, I could say that with confidence. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, at the end of the day, it's, it's just a fun family kids movie. It is. That's really that's really what it is. Um what I hope is what I don't want this movie to be. I want it to be very successful. Yes. But I don't want it to be successful. And because of the story it is, because my future hope is that we get more Nintendo parties properties brought to the films like right. Metroid legend Zelda. And I don't like this half-assed story that they did. Mm-hmm. And if that's what to expect with like something with Metroid or something with Zelda or even, you know, Animal Crossing, Kirby, Pikmin. I mean, they, they can make a movie out of anything, really. Mm-hmm. But I think there's particular styles of storytelling that they can do with these films. 
And this one just happened to work with Mario for what it is. Um, but if they tried to do that, like Legend of Zelda or Metroid, I don't think it's going to work. Like you've got, there, there's got to be more context. And yes, it's going to be a little more for a different audience. Um, so I'm, again, I'm hoping it's successful because I want to see more Nintendo good. stuff. Yep. There's something for everyone to be had here, but big I, or small. Yeah. I just don't want them to think, oh, we were it was successful because of Next how we did it, how we yeah. executed it. And it's like, no. It's we're successful looking, because it's Mario. We're looking past that and accepting what it for what it is, mm-hmm. um, which was a fun kids film yeah. um, with a lot of nostalgia. <laughs> Definitely um, but yeah, nostalgia. no, we'll see. We'll see um, where this takes them. Mm-hmm. And um, you could also already pre-order the 4K version. Yep. Of this movie, Walmart has a really cool, um, exclusive uh, version of it where it comes up with the superstar, mm-hmm. um, and that's like on a podium, like on a, an acrylic stand. And then when you open the star itself, is the actual Blu-ray of the movie, which is really yeah. darn cool. And um, so you can, we've already got both of ours pre-ordered and locked in. So um, if we get those in, when we get them in, um, is what I mean to say. We'll I'll definitely one of us will be definitely doing a little unboxing that you can check out on our on our socials. So be sure to check that out too when that comes. Hopefully we'll see other uh, versions of the film um, to purchase. And then um, if you choose not to see it in theaters, which I highly recommend that you do, um, it should be in Peacock uh, streaming service for in, in 45 days. So if you want to wait wow. till then. You they already do announced that? that? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Very yep. cool. So almost every uh, Universal movie has a 45-day Peacock. I like that agreement. I like that. So in, 45, in a month and a half, we'll say, you'll be able to watch it at home. Yes, sir. And then you can nitpick it all and figure out all the Easter eggs. <laughs> this is one of those movies that I feel like you could definitely like, you're going to want to pause frame by frame and go back. It's like one of those, uh, yeah. I spy yeah. books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I spy in a wing. Uh, uh, what did you just call it? Oh, I'm thinking about star Wars, bro. Yeah. I mean, you were close. It's an R wing. Yeah. I was thinking a R a R wing. Yeah, yeah. You were close, but I'll, I'm gonna let it, I'm gonna let it slide. You were close. You were close. Hey, Whatever. uh, before, before we, before we wrap <laughs> Before I wrap it up, I'm just going to name out all the franchises that I've seen to date. And if there's anything else that I'm missing, definitely let me know, you guys, if there's ones that I hadn't caught that I haven't mentioned here. But Kid Icarus, um, Ice Climbers, uh, F-Zero, um, Balloon Fight, um, Punch-Out, um, Star Fox, Wrecking Crew. Um, I don't count Donkey Kong because he was literally in this film. Um, but... Then, um, oh, Pikmin, Pikmin. Yeah, there was Pikmin, um, which by the way, that one's kind of obscure. I didn't see any other Pikmin references besides the one I saw, but the one I saw was when they were in the, uh, the client's home and they were rescuing their dog from the falling My out the window. There was a like little crystal Pikmin on the desk on the right side. It's, it's not like a red colorful Pikmin, but, or just of any color, but it's like an, it's like one of those ice sculptures that looks like a Pikmin, which is really cool. It's on the right side in the corner. Duck Hunt was another one. A Duck Hunt. Yep, that's right. Duck Hunt was another one that was in there too. Oh, um, not a franchise, but the the Nintendo's Hanafuda cards were actually yeah. also mentioned as well, which I thought was really, really slick because that's a, a a deep cut throwback to when before they even made video games. It's the start of Nintendo. It's the start of Nintendo. Um, it's, those, <laughs> it's their luck cards. You could see that on one of the buildings. Um, as well, which is pretty darn cool. But if you guys find any other franchises or anything that we may have missed, definitely let us know. Um, There's a lot more. I've seen all the ones you said I saw them on my first watch through, so I can't wait to see what my mm-hmm. second or third. You saw the Pikmin one first try. 
No, that I didn't because okay. I wasn't searching for that. Okay. That's why I said most of the ones that you said, I've like saw them all. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. You sh- you didn't even see it yourself. You showed me it to me today. I know, I know. I didn't. I, I, I didn't. Look, I'm not. Look, I'm not. Ca- Sorry, Miyamoto. I don't care for it, bro. That's gonna it's, be. An- it's lemmings. No, it's no. Okay, that's gonna be another discussion. Another discussion. Another. <laughs> you see time. how this guy gets? I love it. You know what? You see what you're saying that provokes all of this, bro? You don't even. You know what? We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna cue the safe state because uh, I'm about to get a more blue shell kamikaze here in a second. If uh, if I go any further. All right. Cue it. Oh. Sorry, my guy. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Doxol Cast. Be sure to follow us at Doxol Cast on our Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube for more content updates.